there are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul. Welcome, welcome, welcome on your radio this week. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Vayera, as we prepare for another beautiful and amazing Shabbos. Thank you all for taking the time to join us. Thank you all for being with us and making this show, hopefully, what it is. Hopefully we will inspire. Hopefully we will grow. Hopefully we will learn something that will change our Shabbos and change our way we view the, the world. Today's learning, Be'ez Hashem, is going to be as a schus for a full shalema for Sarah Bas Penina, Yitzchak Yehuda ben Miriam, Peretz ben Pesa, Yisrael ben Zlata Esther, and Elchanan ben Doris. May all them Be'ez Hashem, the schus of the Torah, the schus of all the tefillin, the mitzvahs that everyone is doing, may they have a full shalema, bekorah, bekorah, mamish. This week, of course, is Pashas Vayera, and there's a famous pasuk where HaKadosh Baruch declares to Abraham, Ki yedativ, for I have loved him. Why? Because he commands his children and his household after him. That they should keep the way of HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing charity and, and justice. Avraham Avinu is known, we know, as the Amud, the pillar of Chesed. Right? He went beyond the call of duty in order to provide for the needs of those who were not as fortunate as he. It was this character trait which he introduced and inculcated into the psyche of his descendants. Chesed takes on many, many forms. It all depends on the attitude of the benefactor. For the most part, they see a need and they immediately respond. Then there are those who, who are kind of innovate, who think before they see, who understand that chesed goes deeper than just fulfilling a need. One must acknowledge the value of chesed and the extraordinary merit that it garners for those who extend themselves. Successful chesed requires innovation and cognition, awareness of an opportunity for performing chesed and doing something about it. Understanding the extraordinary merit engendered by acts of chesed is what elevates a simple act of kindness into a lofty spiritual plane. So let me just t- tell you a, a, a story to capture this idea. So Chaim Crosworth Zal was a brilliant gun without, without peer. Equal to his erudition was his uncanny understanding of the value of chesed and employing every opportunity to act upon it. He was visiting London and he arrived at the home of his host, one of Europe's greatest uh, philanthropists, after every shul minion had already davened Mayrev. Understandably upset, he knew that he was now compelled to daven Mayrev Bechidus, alone, without, without a minion. <clears throat> As such, he sought a place, a room in the house, that was that was sort of most proprietous to to Daman, a place where his tefillas had greater efficacy. Well, Akash Baruch, of course, listens to all of our sunset tefillas, regardless of the venue in which they are in which they are expressed. It helps to Daman in a place that's kind of mesugal, that's most uh, meritorious as a, a backdrop for for our tefillas. So he went from room to room, searching for that special place. One would think that it would be the sort of the study filled with sforum, a place used for, for Torah study. 
wrong. He chose the kitchen. Why? Since most of the food prepared there was used to feed those in need. This was his depth of understanding the, the Mida of, of, uh, of, of Chesed. And this is something we have to learn, especially at this time when we're trying to get Tzchusim for all of Klaisel, the Mida of Chesed to go beyond, not just to do something that needs to be done, but to think about where can I help? Where can I reach out? Where can I find something that hasn't yet no, a, a kind of a niche, an angle that no one else has thought of and, and try to find a way to add quality in those, in those areas. This is 101.9. The program is soul to soul. We'll come back in a moment with much, much more. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Ba'yelah Tov Shin Pei Dalet. As we prepare for another amazing, amazing Shabbos, Baruch Hashem, that Kodesh Baruch has given us Another week, we've gotten through another week, Baruch Hashem. Yes, times are tough, times are stressful, we're not sure what's going on in Eretz so We keep on dominating, we keep on being misspelled. But this is a special Shabbos, this is the Shabbos of the Shabbos project. And we want to talk today, just a little bit of Chizuk, you know. It's, we need it. So, um, not necessarily in these next two, sort of a couple of posts, going to contain myself generally, as do with the the Pasha Shavua, I want to talk about some general words of strength, of, of encouragement for all, for all of us. After all, you know, there's a well-known story of Rav Yechezka Abramsky who was once walking in the streets of Baifagan. And he was a really an oldly person. He was really close to 90 years old. And as he's walking in the street, there's a, he sees a little girl who's crying in the street. So he goes over to her. And to, to ask her, what's little girl, why are you crying? What, what's wrong? And she answers him, because my mother bought me a beautiful new dress. And when I showed it to my, to my friends, they were laughing at me. They were making fun of me. So Vecheskel said to her, you go back to your friends and you tell them that Rabbi Cheskel Abramsky said, that this is the most beautiful dress that he's ever seen in his entire life. The eyes of the girl lit up and she ran happily back to her friends. So the Talmud who was walking with him asked him, Rebbe, why, why did you do this? So the God will explain to him. So we have an obligation to follow the ways of HaKadosh Baruch is a mitzvah for us to act and emulate the midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And by HaKadosh Baruch Hu it says, Umocha Hashem Elohim Dimo Me'al Kolponim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will wipe away tears from off all faces. And if HaKadosh Baruch Hu does that, then it's our obligation also. We have such an obligation to do the same thing, to wipe away tears off people's faces. And unfortunately, in the difficult situation we are in the last four weeks since, since the Shabbos of, of Simchas Torah, there's barely a, a Jewish eye that has remained, that has remained dry. The eyes of, of, of Yisrael are full, full of, of tears, tears of blood. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is always, Hashem always wipes away tears from of all faces. Only He has the ability to actually wipe away our tears off as quickly, as quickly as possible. You know, in, it was almost a hundred years ago, in the year tough Reish Pei Tess. 1929, the terrible massacre that took place in Hebron and other places in Eretz Israel, where in total 133 people were killed over the course of, of a, of a week. Entire families 
were slaughtered al Kilish Hashem. One of the great Sadiqim said at that time that when one of people, one member of a family dies, so the rest of the family, we know, sits, sits Shiva. And we're able somehow to comfort them for the death of their, of their, of their dear and beloved one. We come visit them and we try to comfort them. However, when an entire mishpocha is, is, is wiped out, so who is there to comfort? There's no one to sit shiva. So then he said, the Shechina Kedoshah, Kodesh Baruch holy Shechina, the Shechina sits Shiva for them. And when the Shechina Kedoshah gets up from the Shiva, so it raises up together with it the whole nation, all of Kleisel, for a great, great lasting Yeshua. Ravarami Bells, when he was saved from the gates of us and the valley of the shadow of death, and he got to Eretz Yisrael, the very first Shabbos that he was there was the year Tuf Shin Dalet, exactly 80, 80 years ago. And it was Shabbos Shira, Shabbos Pashas B'Shalach. And he was in Haifa. And when he held his, his tish, he explained the statement of Chazal, Sigmar and Sanhedrin, and Avtzar Yalef. It says, Oz Yoshir Moshe, which as we know is the introduction to the Shira Sayyam, the great song that the Jewish nation sang, celebrating their vanquishing of the of the Egyptians and the Egyptians drowning. It says, Oz Yoshir Moshe, then Moshe will sing. And the Gemara learns from here, Mitkan This is the source that there will be the resurrection of the of the dead from the Torah. It doesn't say Moshe Rabbeinu sang. It says he will sing. And the Rebbe said as follows, the uh, the pasuk which begins Pashas b'shalach, it says, "Vachamushim olu bnei Yisrael me'eretz mitzrayim," and there's several interpretations of the word "chamushim." Chazal explain. Some say it means from the word "chamesh," that only one out of five, only twenty percent of the Yidden actually left Mitzrayim. Some say it wasn't 20%. It was only one-fiftieth. Only two percent. And there's even one opinion that says it was only one-five-hundredth. Point two percent. In other words, most of the Jewish nation died during the Mak of Choshech and remained in Mitzrayim. So how were Klai Yisrael able to sing when only such a small minority of the nation left Mitzrayim and most of the other nation were, were not alive? But he said, B'nai Yisrael believe in the concept of Tchiyas HaMesim and they completely, completely trust that all those that we're missing in the future are going to live again. And therefore, that's how they were able to sing a shira, to sing a song. Davka, from this emuna, that the tchiyas, that of the tchiyas amesim. And that's what Chazal is saying. Oz, Yoshir Moshe Venezia. Here is an allusion the fact that they could sing a song at that moment is clearly a proof that we have an unwavering and unshakable belief in this concept of Tchiyas The illusion in his words 
is, is, was so, so appropriate for that time after the terrible, terrible Holocaust in which millions and millions of Jews passed away. We also, who on the last Simchas Torah, we lost and, and, and slaughtered 1400 Jews. Hashem Yim Kaim So we also have to be comforted because the Kor of Mamish very, very shortly, we're going to be Zaycha to see them again with, with Triya This is what we hold on to. This is what we grasp as we try to sort of somehow come to terms and get some perspective on the events of that day and the events that are unfolding in front of us. The war, the pressure, the tension of having some loved ones, some family, some yin that we know out in the trenches, out in the war. And we believe as Hashem Baruch Hu will look after them and watch them both in this world and God forbid, if need be, bring them back to us in, in the world to come. We're going to talk more about this in a minute. This is 101.9 Haifa and the program is Soul to Soul. Please stay with us. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kedish, Pashas, Vayera, Tov, Shin, Dalit. We are talking, trying to get some perspective on what's going on in the world at the moment. Rashi, in his introduction to Shirashirim, says, Vamani, I say, that Shleimah Melech saw Beruach HaKodesh and his divine spirit. That the Jews are going to go to one exile after another. One destruction after another. They're going to complain in each Golas. How good it used to be. What, what respect and honor we used to have. The Liskar, Chiborishayna, Asherhayu, Skulaloyimikam Amin. They'll remember how dear and precious they were, how everyone loved them, how close they were to Akalish Baruch Alayma, and they're gonna say, Elchavo Shuval Ishtia Rishon, as the Pasuk says, let me go back to my first husband. Kitoivli Osmiata, oh, it's much better then, now, then, than it is now. The Yisquis Chasodim and remember Hashem's kindnesses. The Esmala Mashamalu and all the trespass that we've done against Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The Yes Hatayvos Hashem Omar Loseis Lahem Bachris Yom and all the wonderful things that Hashem has promised to do for us at the end of time. By Yosad Hasefer Hazeh. And therefore, Shlomo Yachu wrote the Sefer, Beruah Kacha Eluah HaKadosh, Beloshan Isha, Tzerura Amona Chayim, an expression of, of, of a woman who's a widow, Mishtag Kekes Abala, who's waiting and expecting longingly for her husband. Mishra Pekes Haldoida, right? She's knocking Maskeres Avas Nureha. She's remembering all the beautiful times of the youth they had together. Umoida Pesha, and she's admitting the things that she did wrong. Aftoida, her beloved one, Tsahar Loibitzos, he feels so bad at her pain. Umaske Chaske Nurel, and he remembers all the wonderful things she did when she was young. The Noyafyan, how beautiful she was. Because she had Palel, and all the beautiful things she does. But him Niksharima, for which he decided, which he decided to have a relationship with her, be Ava Azla in such a strong love. Loidia, to make known to her, he hasn't forgotten her for one moment. And he's never sent her away. She's still his wife. And he's her husband. And he is going to come back to, to her. So we know the way of the Jewish nation is that when we suffer, when things are bad, when we have so much awesome pain, and we don't come, God forbid, to, to Kfira. 
We don't rebel against Hashem. We don't deny Hashem. On the contrary, exactly the opposite. We come back and we come closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We come back to Hashem and then we're Zaycheh. That Kol Hashirim Kodesh. Remember, Chazal said, all the songs are holy. But Vashir Hashirim Kodesh Kodashim. Shir Hashirim is the most holy of holies. We get to the tremendous, tremendous high level of Kodesh Kodashim. Words of love and, and endearment between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and the Jewish and the Jewish nation. Nebuchadnezzar HaRosha, when he was intending to, 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 uh, to uproot and to destroy Yerushalayim, he began already to, 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 to pour out his anger and hatred years and years before the Churban Besamekdash. He already plundered and, and took all the treasures from the Besamekdash. And then he took into Golos the best of the Jewish nation. Right? The, 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 the elite of Knesset Israel, the great Chachomim, the great Sadikim, the great leaders, and of course, the Choroshtar Maskeh, the Sanhedrin. The Gemara says in, in Gitten, Dav Peches, Hashem did a great act of righteousness with Yisrael. That he brought about the exile of Tzikiyah HaMelech. Va'adayin golos Yechonya Kayemis. And Yechonya was still in Eretz Yisrael. The Ksiv, as it says, Begolos Yechonya, Ha'chorosh v'hamaske elef. Who's chorosh? She'bisho, she'poyischem. Nasu ha'kol k'choroshin. These were such great ha'chorim that when they began to speak, everyone else just kept quiet. Maske, Given Shesayrin Shuv in when they made a decision, there was nothing to discuss. How many of them were there? Elif, one thousand Jews. In other words, the Bukhadnezar's intention was, right, that he wanted to break the spirit of Kaisal. That when they see the greatest leaders of Kaisal, the Chachamim, right tied in, in chains and being taken away as prisoners. And certainly that this would have a tremendous, tremendous, terrible negative effect on the residents of Eretz HaKadosh. And where they would be left disconnected from all the great princes of Torah. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu cries out and says, Stop us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did something wonderful with Kaiso. This was the great tzedakah. It wasn't a punishment. Why? And even though, with our physical eyes, we can see that this so-called oinish, this punishment, is a churban. But the truly, in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is a, a tzedakah. And that's what we have to believe Every tzara, unfortunately, that we have to go through. That in our eyes, which are physical, limited eyes, it looks like a terrible punishment. It looks like terrible, terrible destruction. But the truth is, that this is a tzedakah chesed. It's kindness, it's goodness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's our avarachim, who's our father in heaven, our merciful father, it's a good thing that, he, that he's doing. The Medrash in Esther, says, Marshal can be compared to the Melech Shenichnas, to a king who walked with Kerem and came into a vineyard. And three enemies met him. Three destructive forces wanted to break down the, the vineyard of the king. Harishan Maskil Mahtiv Boilis. The first one started chopping off all the, the young grapes. Hasheni, Maskil, Mizane, Veshkoilis. The second one began cutting off other clusters. Hashlishi, Hiskil, Oike, Bagafanim. And the third one actually started pulling the vines out of the ground. What's the Nimshal? The three great Rishayim of the world. 
right, came to the came to the house of Klai Yisrael. There's Paro, there's Nebuchadnezzar, and there's Haman. Paro made a on the children. All children that are born should be thrown into the into the Nile. Nebuchadnezzar wanted to take the big, big clusters, the most beautiful ones, and took into Golis the Chachomim of Klaisa, HaChoresh Ramaske. Haman wanted to completely uproot the vine totally. He wanted Lahashmi, Lahare, to destroy the entire Klaisa, Tafenoshim, the whole nation on one day. Paro and Nebuchadnezzar received their punishment in Olam Habo because they continued to live until the end of their days. They continued to rule until the end of the days. Paro, we know, became the king of Nineveh and Nebuchadnezzar until the end of his days was the king of Bama. But in contradistinction to that, Haman Arasha was punished and they hung him on a, on a tree right away because he wanted to destroy the entire Klaisa. And for that, one gets punished straight away. If we're going to compare the terrible, terrible situation that we went through on some Torah, so the, the, this Hamas, the way they behaved, they was mamish like, like Haman HaRasha, who wanted to kill all of Klaiso. Those Rashayim made no distinction between men and women, between old and young, and therefore their punishment will be immediate, either in this world or in Olam Haba. But there's not going to be anything left of them when you try to ting, to try to, 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 to tango with HaKadosh Baruch Hu about the existence of, of Klaiso. In the days of Chizkiyo, the king of Yehuda, Sancherov lay siege to, to Yerushalayim. Sancherov had a huge army that had succeeded without any sort of difficulty to capture all the other Malchus, all the other big kingdoms, all the strong kingdoms, right? Like uh, he already, he already captured a Karkamish, and Kalnoi, and Arpad, and Hamas, and Svarvim, and Damesek, all of these had already fallen to, to Nebuchadnezzar, and Shomron, and every place that he captured, right, he would, what would he do? He would take the nation, uproot them, and move them to another country. He chased out your whole nations from their lands, mixed up all the populations of the world in different places, until today we can't even know to which nationality someone actually belongs. As it says, and as another Yishaya says, in fact, in Paris, well, there no more borders, everyone is all over the place. And for him we learned, Chazal, Chazal learned from that, in, in the Mishnah Yedayim, Right? Shall build mixed up the entire world. As he was traveling in the direction of Yushalayim, Sanchair was even successful with his army to make in in one day and one night, as the as the Gemara says, to travel this long distance that really should have taken ten days. And on the way, Sanchairov captured all these cities of Ayas and Migron and Michmash and Avroi and Mabora and Geva and Roma and Givashol and Marmena and gave him right and 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 all these in just one sort of lightning blitz he captured them all. And now Sanchev came to the main city. When he came with his army to the ear of Nov Right? And, and from there, from, uh, from there until the gates of Yushalayim was, was not a great distance at all. When he was standing 
on a, on a high sort of a, a platform in the city of No, he was able to see the city of Yushalayim, which was looked like a teeny little city, a very weak city, until he said to his to his uh, his, uh, his army, "Ha, is that the city of Yushalayim?" Right? For, for a capture of a city like this, I took such a huge army, I, I didn't even need to. Right? It's just it's a small town, it's so, it's so weak, it's weaker than any of the other countries that I've captured so far. Oh, I'm, I'm on my way. And Sancherev was sort of shaking his head. And, and, and he negated Yushalayim. What's Yushalayim? And with, 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 with arrogance and with, with scoff, he sort of raised his hand in order to pass the, the, the city, or sort of, sort of, towards the city of, of Yushalayim, towards the base of Mikdash and, and, and the courtyards that were there. He was so sure that in such a short time, he would just capture all Yushalayim and very easily he would complete his victory of, 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 of the entire area. And oh, as many, many soldiers that wanted to straightway break into the city and to capture it. Sanachem said, no, 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 no. You're tired from the journey. Right? So it's a long journey. It's an exhausting journey. Let's stay over here at night. And tomorrow we'll hear, you'll hear the, the trumpets of victory over our capture of Yushalayim. And that's what the Pasuk, in fact, says in Yeshaya. Today, we're standing in I'm waving, waving my hand, and tomorrow we're going to capture Yushalayim. In addition, uh, uh, Sancherev went ahead and sent the general of his army, Ravshaka, who was a Yid. A year, unfortunately, who, uh, was not a practicing Jew. In fact, he was a, he was a mummer. And in fact, some, some say that, in fact, that this was the son of Chizkiyo HaMelech, who knew the, the Jewish, the Jewish language. He knew Ivrit. And this Rav Shaka stood right near to the wall of Yushlaim. And from there, he began his discussion in Lashna Kodesh, in, and into the ears of the people in Yushlaim. And this was a discussion that was all words of, 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 of scorn, of, of ridicule of the Jewish nation. And in, said in the, in the, in the Jewish nation, but said full of arrogance and in order to sort of upset the Jewish nation. The tirade of Rabbishka caused fear and trepidation in the hearts of the Yushalim. With his words, he managed to weaken the courage and the resolve of the Jewish nation. And in fact, under normal circumstances, the situation seemed completely lost, Khalilah. Amongst the residents of Yushalayim, at that time, they, they began now a huge movement of people that wanted to just surrender to the king of Ashur. Eliyokim ben Chilkiyo, the Shavna Asaifer, and Yoya ben Asaf, right? Who were, who were appointed as one of the close advisors of King Chizkiyo. And, and, and were the, were the outstanding personalities in Shlaim. They went close to the wall of the city and they listened to this tirade of Rabashka. They tore their clothing to hear his words of, of insult, of incitement against Yidin, against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, against HaKashem. And they were so desperate that, that they, they thought that they would also join those people who thought that the situation was over. Let's just, let's just surrender to Chizkiah. But Yishayol Anobi, right, sent a message. To Chizkiyo HaMelech 
And he sent in his words, Koyamar Hashem. This is what Hashem says, Altiro Mepnei Hadavarim Hashemar. Don't be afraid of what you heard. Ashe Godfu Nare Melech Ashura. I see that the, these lads of the King of Melech have, have, have maligned me, have, have, uh, have spoken so terribly of me. Ishayahu Anavi strengthened Chizkiyahu and gave him courage to stand up against these terrible, terrible tyrants. He says, these, 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 uh, these, uh, these people that we, that we, that we mentioned told El all the words of Rav Kishka, including all the, his, all his words of, of, of insult, of, of incitement, of, 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 of apicorsis that he had said. And when Chizkiyo heard the words, Chizkiyo also tore his clothing and he went to the base of Mikdash to Davin. And those people, accompanied him, Chizkiyo sent to the Navi Yeshaya to tell him what Rav had said and to ask him, watch that he also should, should daven. The terrible situation caused that most of the people already decided to actually rebel against Chizkiyo and to surrender to San, to, to, to San Cherev, Right? And in fact, Shavna uh, Seifer uh, led this 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 group, right? He was in he was in charge of the of the of the courtyard of of the king of Chizkia. Chazal tell us that Shavna Seifer wrote a letter of surrender in which he said, "Shavna v'siyatay hishlimu lavaris We've agreed we've agreed to serve Sancherev, and Chizkia and his group will not make peace. And that's what he wrote. He wrote this letter of, of surrender. And he sent it, he shot an arrow with a letter to the camp of Ashra. When Echizkyo found out about the rebellion of Shavna and on that most, that the fact that most of the people preferred to surrender to the enemy, Echizkyo was worried that maybe HaKadosh Baruch also was in line with that. And maybe they should, in fact, surrender. And there's no purpose in continuing in the Melchama, in this, in this losing Melchama, against the huge, a powerful army of, of Sanchev. And maybe it would be better to, to surrender. And then, the Novi Shayo came to him with the word of HaKadosh Baruch He said, Chizkyo, paid no heed to what Shabna and his group are saying. They are not the spokesman of the Jewish nation. They are not the majority. They are a group of Rishoyim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to continue to resist. We'll come back and tell you what happened after this short break. This is 11.95 FM. The program is Soul to Soul. Please stay with us. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Vayera, Tovshin, Peidalet. We are talking about the terrible, terrible story of Chizkiyo and the armies of Sancherev and the rebel faction led by his own inner circle who wanted to resign, who wanted to, who wanted to surrender to, to Sancherev. And the Novi Yishai said, Absolutely not. That's not the will will of our Kodesh Baruch And in spite of the fact that logic would have dictated that there's absolutely no way to be saved except to surrender to Sancherev. So they got strength from the Nevoah of Yeshaya. and says, L'chein koyamar Hashem el melech Ashur. So, so says Hashem to the king of Ashur. Lo You won't be able to enter this city. The You won't even be able to shoot an arrow. The You won't be able to bring your shields in. The You won't be able to bring anything. You will not come to the city. Says, says Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The I'm going, Lamani, I'm going to protect the city for my sake, will Laman David Abdi, and for the sake of David's, my, my, my servants. And Yeshaya Novi 
negated with his nevuah, Ravashka and all of his army completely. Right? He, 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 uh, he, he described him and all of his armies as nare melechashu, as, as kids, as, 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 as youngsters, as, as, as frivolous as children. And, San, and Sancheir himself, so Yeshaya explained to Kleiso the absolute nothingness of, 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 of Sancheir, the big, big Gibor who's, who was so lauded and, and praised as, as, as this huge general in this huge army, right? And, and, uh, at the end of the day, says Yeshaya, he's nothing more than just a stick in the eyes, in, in the hand of, of Akarish Baruch says, who is Ashur? And what is his great strength? Says Akadosh Baruch Hu. At the end of the day, he's a matesh. He's my, he's my stick. He's what I use, says Akadosh Baruch Hu, to express my anger that through him, I, 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 I give Musa and, and I reprove the people of my, of my nation to arouse them and awake them to do tshuva. I am the one who gives him the kayach and 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 the, and the sort of the courage to do what he says, and I am the one that I will take away all of his strength from from him. Yeshaya Navi continued, and he said, "The king Sancherev, he thinks that he is a strong person, and he can run a, a war, and he can be victorious, and he can capture kingdoms and land and 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 countries, and take all of its residents into exile." HaKadosh Baruch Hu answers him and says, HaYispoyer HaGarzen Al HaChoytzevoy Right? Does the, does the axe rejoice and laud itself at how strong it is? Of course, it's nothing. It's all in the hands of the person that, that wields that axe. I am the one who wields him and no one else. In other words, Ashur is, is, is nothing. It's just an axe in the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he has no koyach at all, says the Mitzvah. And you should know Sanchev, says, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He ain't All you are is my axe. And I am the one who wields, who wields you. I am the one who uses you to take revenge from my enemies. I, says Hashem, I am the wielder. And you are merely my, my stick. Says, and that's, that was the Nevoah of Yeshaya about Melech, Melech Asher. And it's a Musa Haskell. It's such an important lesson for us. As in fact, the Svasemis says in Parshas Bahar, says he brings in the name of, of, of the Baal Shem Tov, that every judgment, every suffering that comes upon a person, he should know that this is just an emissary, an agent from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he shouldn't you don't get involved with the agent. The agent has no power. He's just working on behalf of the person who sent him. Rather, you have to go back to the person who sent him. And therefore, every Yisurim is a message from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in fact, it's explicit in the Pasuk. Ashur Shevet Api. Asher is nothing more than the stick that HaKadosh Baruch Hu uses to express and display his anger. And of course, that night, a tremendous miracle happened. The Malach Hashem went out by Yaakeb Machen Asher, and he smote the whole camp of, of Asher. 185,000 people. And the few people that were left got up in the morning, and all of them were, were, were dead, says the Pasuk in, in, in Malachim and, and in Yeshaya. This huge army was there, right? Those 185,000 people that were mentioned in the Pasuk, Chazal say that that wasn't the, the foot soldiers. There were 185,000 officers over, over the troops. And, and, and the, 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 the most junior of those officers was in charge of at least 2,000 soldiers. And, and the most pro- prominent and senior of them, right, of, was, was in charge of 185,000. So just imagine how big an army was. And they all died on one night.
How did they die? So it says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu opened up their ears and they heard the song of the Malachim until their neshamas, their neshamas left, left them. And then the Piyastana Rebbe asks in the Sefer Eish, Eish, Eish Kodesh, he says, why were they Zeiche to such a beautiful death that they could hear the song of Malachim? Surely they deserve some terrible death of torture, something cruel. Why did they get that death? Says, says the Kodesh, he says, we have a rule that if the, the destructive force is given permission to destroy, so the Sigmar says, Russia. He doesn't distinguish between good people and evil people. If the Rishonim had gotten the terrible punishment that they deserved, so then it would have been possible that maybe, unfortunately, some Jews might have also been killed at the same time, because once the Rishus has been given, permission has been given to destruct the force, that Chassam could happen. Hashem in His great kindness did not want that even one Jew should be hurt. And therefore something incredible uh, happened. And Hashem took His Midas HaChesed from the Shira of the Malachim in order that it would nothing would happen to the Jewish nation. And that's how he explains the Pasuk. Pasuk in Tehillim says, With your great kindness, you, you uproot, you kill the enemy. Davon Melech asked about the, the punishment of the enemies. How could be that Hashem, that the punishment of Hashem is such miras hachesed. And it's only that all the Jews would be able to, to escape. However, perhaps, maybe you could say something a little bit different. And maybe they died through the shira of, of the malachim, because it's coming to allude to us what brought about this terrible punishment to the soldiers of, of Sancherev. What sechus did they, did Yisrael have at that, at that time to be saved from this huge army? That that uh, yeah, that that the whole army should be destroyed in one night without even having to raise a, a sword. Explains the Gemara, the secret weapon of the Jews was the Gemara says was the oil of Kiskio. The fact that in every shul and in every base manish, people were sitting and learning Torah. And in fact, the Gemara says that in the generation of Chizkiyo, they searched the entire nation. There wasn't a single Amart, there wasn't a single person who wasn't an expert in the most intricate laws of purity and impurity. In fact, Chizkiyo, the Gemara says, Chizkiyo stuck a sword in the door of the, of the shul and said, anyone who doesn't learn Torah will be crushed by the sword. And it wasn't that Chizkiyahu intended to kill anyone who didn't learn Torah. But he said, what he meant was, there's a sword of Sancherov hanging over our head. The only way to be saved by it is in the Zuchus of, of, of Limit, of, of Limit HaTorah. And now at a time of war, the only way to be saved from the sword of the enemy is only through increasing our quantity and our more, more than our quantity, our quality of, of learning Torah. That is what's going to protect us. And that is what's going to bring that just as in the time of Chizkiyo, that brought Nisan and miracles to the Jewish nation, so too, we too will merit tremendous miracles of salvation. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 1.9 FM, this is Soul to Soul. Back on your radio, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Vayera, Tov Shin Pei Dalet, as we reach the last few minutes of our show together. And we haven't yet even had time. We've been so busy sort of talking about important, important topics that we haven't yet had a time even to do what we always do. And that is to give the important details of what times, what do we need to know about this coming Shabbos. Kodesh, Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshas, Vayera. So here goes. <coughs> the earliest time to light candles this afternoon 
is at 503. 503 is really time you can get this canvas on. It's still plenty of time. It's just over two hours. There's enough time to get ourselves ready, get our homes ready, get the food ready. As I said, load shedding or not load shedding. If you have to think of a device, a plan to be able to get the food hot during load shedding, we've done it. We know how to do it. It can, it can work. Let's, <coughs> I've been at our to Klai, so let's make this Shabbos a beautiful, especially, especially beautiful Shabbos by accepting early. Especially, as we said, this is the Shabbos project. We want to just make Shabbos as beautiful and as perfect and as enhanced as we possibly can. So let's get it early. Five or three, we can already light the candles and welcome the Kedusha Shabbos into our home already at that time. Take a book, sit down and learn something, meditate. Do something that's really, really shamistic during those extra, extra minutes. If for whatever reason you're unable to sort of get it together and, and, and make that time uh, available. So the latest time for benching lift this afternoon is at 6.07. Seven minutes past six is the latest time to light candles. Please, please make sure that by then... Everything is done. The car is parked. Everything is in order. There should be no malacha done at all after that time, especially now. As I say, we're trying to do it better. We're trying to do it best. We're trying to do it in, in, in the most perfect way we can. Let's make sure that we're absolutely ready by, by six or seven and not rely on those few minutes off afterwards, which are really, as I said, only dangerous time, only for sort of really, really desperate situations where one absolutely needs those minutes in order to avoid breaking <coughs> breaking Shabbos. Shia is at 25 minutes past 6. 6.25 is, is sunset, and that's the absolute latest time. Even for sort of desperate situations, we make sure that everything is ready by that by that time. Therefore, if you want to, uh, at Davin Meirev and, uh, and not have to repeat the, the Krishna, so if you wait about quarter to seven, quarter to seven is already properly night, you can Davin Meirev, you can say the Krishna and fulfill the Torah mitzvah of saying Krishna at night and not have to worry about remembering to come back afterwards and, and say, and say the, the, the Krishna. So that's quarter to seven. And after that, we sit down to an amazing Shabbos project dinner, hopefully with friends and, and family, maybe a, a whole lot of people trying to instill in ourselves. And if we instill it in ourselves, then naturally it will pour forth and hopefully also influence other people. The beautiful Kedusha, the beautiful holiness and sanctity and, and ambiance of what a Shabbos, what a Shabbos can be. Tomorrow morning, Shabbos Kedish Pashas Vayera Vayera, beautiful, sort of dramatic Pasha, Kedas Yitzra, destruction of Sodom, Avram Avinu showing us really how to welcome guests. The Haftarah is also a fascinating Haftarah from the book of Malachim, Elisha, two amazing stories regarding regarding Elisha. Uh, uh, and then, of course, we have the whole program for the Shabbos Project. Every shul is doing something quite amazing. We'll make it a beautiful, impactful Shabbos for all for all of us. And Shabbos Kodesh keeps on going, goes all the way until 6.59, one minute before 7 o'clock. Shabbos Kodesh ends, ends tomorrow night, and it really is going to be an amazing Shabbos. May, in fact, be a Shabbos that's going to carry on and carry us into many more weeks of, of Shemir Shabbos. My time is up. Just enough time to wish you all an amazing, amazing Shabbos. May the Shabbos, being as it is the Shabbos project, be it especially impactful, especially uh, uh, beautiful, and especially powerful Shabbos that Bez Hashem will catapult our service of Hashem to higher and higher levels. To our entire radio family, a good, good bench to Shabbos.